Hello and welcome to the vlogging pod. Tonight we are starting something a little bit different. When I originally started the vlogging pod, my thinking was to include a little bit of vlogging about my life. But as I have done the podcast for the last year, I thought, you know what would be more interesting is to hear about daily lives from just daily people and living their lives and finding out the gist and jots of their, their in and outs of life. So with that, I would love to introduce Maria Shevlin, a nail artist. <laughs> Welcome, Maria. Well, you are so welcome. Um, so before, I, I sent you a little bit of um, sort of a questionnaire so I could get the gist and just of your life. And I found it very interesting. You have an extraordinary life. Very, very extraordinary. Thank you. <laughs> I've, I've never, never been told that before. Well, you know, I think it's because what we think are day in, day outs, we don't think it's that great, but I have to say, I think it is. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, you're very welcome. So, coming from Philadelphia and moving to New Jersey at an early age, tell me why... Um, hold on a minute. Let me start my timer. That would help. <laughs> there we go. Um, so... So coming from Philadelphia and moving to New Jersey at an early age, tell me why your mother was so influential to you. Oh, gosh. Um, she took care of uh, four of us, um, and um, we were a handful at times. Um, my brother, my older brother and I are 11 months apart. Um, then there was my sister after me i'm second in line my sister's after me she's um three years younger then we had baby brother <laughs> um and he's uh 13 years younger than i am oh wow yeah yeah so our ages of right now i'm 57 my brother's 58 my sister's 55 and my little brother's like 43. okay all right, so she was influential to you because of how much she did for you guys individually. Tell me sure. something. Tell me something on a day in day out that she would do for all of you. Oh gosh, make sure we were up in time. Um, we had our chores done before Dad got home. Um, uh, fed us well. Um, was an amazing cook. Um, amazing mom. Um, somebody you can talk to about anything and everything. Um, and she spoiled us rotten behind dad's <laughs> back sometimes. <laughs> what's, what's the earliest memory that you have of your mother? Um, probably when I was about five and, um, back then when I was growing up, so this would have been, I guess I was five and 69, um, there was an optional, um, time for, uh, the child to either go to kindergarten or stay home and my mom never sent me to kindergarten and I remember five years old um we live in Philadelphia like those small little tiny streets if anybody's familiar with the area um you um don't go in the street you know be careful be careful and I remember her telling me that and I went outside I went down the 
porch steps and went outside and I stood on the sidewalk with my toes uh, in my shoes, you know, and um, stood with them like over the curb, but they were kind of like in the street, but not touching the street. And she kept saying, don't you go in that street? I was like, I'm not in the street. <laughs> and she came out and she saw, so, you know, we just have like fun times like that, um, that I can remember. And then um, a little bit of my memory, it blurred until the time that we moved to Philadelphia when, uh, I mean, moved to New Jersey from Philly. But um, mom was always, always home. She never worked outside the house. Um, so I have like all my memories of my mom or, you know, things she did for us constantly. Right. So let's go a little deeper. And let's let's talk about the scare you had when you developed the life threatening scenario, the same in which your you had lost your mother through. Um, tell oh, us, yeah. I, tell us what pushed you to overcome it. Um. Wow. Um. Knowing that I had to be there for my daughter, um, I didn't want her to grow up with um without her mom. Um, and I just fought it and I just, you know, cried to the doctors and begged to the doctors, please let me live. You know, I know my mom died from this and, you know, please, please, you know, let me live through this, you know? And I think ever since that, that was kind of like my second chance on life and kind of got me to see the world in a different set of eyes, you know? Um, I've always been a good person, but this kind of really upped the ante a little bit for me. Well, now I have another question. Um, it's but when you say that, because it changed you. So let me let me say the other question, but put a pin in it, okay? I'm going to say that question because I'm curious if this what you went through is actually pushed this kind of mentality that you have, okay? So let me let me read off the next question. Um, okay. I read that you value your time here on Earth, showing those closest to you how much they mean to you. Um, have you always had that outlook or like, again, like I said, what we, what you went through, did that help formulate that more? Or do you think that's always been something that you always had that positive outlet to, to reach out to those closest to you? Um, I've, I've always had a really good attitude. Um, it's just the way my parents raised us. Um, and it, it just carried on to it adulthood and then when I had my daughter it really changed me and like appreciate things because I tried so long to have her and you know it was like everything just I saw things differently and then you know I when then it was the situation where my mom died and then I almost died three years later to the day almost and I just vowed to be a better person than what I was and you know i'm always learning and always trying to be better at what i do you know how i speak to people and things like that right so let's talk about the love you have for your job can you tell our listeners Uh, (laughs) okay hold on don't get too shocked um can you tell us our listeners um let's see i'm trying to read my writing how um, how you actually got started in your job? Um, well, I'm an LTAC by trade. Okay. And um, 
right before I was uh, about to get married, I started getting my nails done. I've always been a tomboy and never had my nails done, never worried about nail polish or anything like that. So I said, well, I'm going to get married. I guess I got to have fingernails, you know. <laughs> um, so I started getting my nails done, and the tech just made it so easy looking and I would always go back to see the same girl all the time and we got the chat in one day and I said you know what's this all about and it looks so easy and she actually handed me the brush and she said this is what you do and she like had me do my own fingernail and it was really interesting so that's what really sparked it and plus the fact that um I'm really artistic and I was like you know I think I can do this and I really really like the idea of how she made me feel um it just made that little bit of just getting your fingernails done, um, polished and designed was, uh, it, it just made me feel extra special. Um, so I continued on with it. And then um, I walked into a salon where a friend of mine worked um, to get my hair cut. And the owner looked at my nails and she's like, oh my, those nails are amazing. Um, did you, I know who did them? And I was like, I did them. And she goes, what? You have a license. And I said, um, actually I don't, you know, it's just like a hobby I do. And she's like, girl, get yourself a license. I'll give you a job. Yeah. Well, three years later, three years later, I finally did go get that license. <laughs> and, um, she stayed, um, true to her promise and she gave me a job. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I started working there for a little bit, and it just, it just wasn't for me, and um, then I just decided that um, somebody that I went to nail school with opened up a salon, and I went to work for her, and then I was like, this just is not for me. My daughter was be at five years old at the time. She was being raised, you know, a salon brat, you know, maybe <laughs> army brat and, and things like that, but she was like, she would come to work with me, and I was like, this isn't a place to raise a child. Um, and then I just slowly but surely brought um, some clients over to the house. I had like a little teeny table and then I, you know, graduated to um, the living room and then I went from a living room to my own little private little salon in the house. So um, I do that and I absolutely love it. I have people driving up to at least an hour away sometimes. Um, you know, traffic, without traffic, you know, all hours of the day and evening. And I'm there just to make them feel a little special about themselves. Well, that's good. Well, I have to say, um, the art in your work, I mean, really, I'll just say it, it's fantastic. I look at some of your oh. stuff and I'm like, oh, my God, that is. And I, I really love how you look at other people's work and you're, thinking about how you can recreate that into your own. And I think that's outstanding. Um, there's something to say about people that are continuing to learn at their craft. And that is you. That is just all of you. So, yeah, definitely. So with that, can you tell us where that artistic um, nature came from? Oh, gosh, that came from my dad. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, um, his dad... Um, as well um my dad was extremely artistic he was um a lithographer um l-i-t-h-o-g-r-a-p-h-e-r -E lithographer and um he worked on printing presses all day um he would um let's say sports illustrated they took a picture of a woman in a bikini and well you know sometimes a little slip happens 
and uh-huh. my dad would be the one that once they printed the plate, my dad would be the one to um, cover up anything that slipped or was seen or something that was sheer. He would like cover that up and like he paint it and his cooking craft and all that. And he passed it down. <clears throat> Pardon me. Each one of us, uh, four kids have some type of artistic um, talent. And then I passed that. Uh, which I'm very happy to, to uh, my daughter, Taylor. Nice. Well, just for the audience to know, um, what Maria does, I mean, she draws little little scenes and stuff on people's nails. It's not just squiggly lines and dots. I mean, she can actually put something on your nail. And from what I understand, a lot of that's freehand, Yes. Yes. Oh, it's all freehand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, and I, it's not a sticker. It's not a press on. <laughs> it's actual no, art. No. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm lucky if I can read my own handwriting, let alone paint on my nail. <laughs> just saying, yeah. just yeah. putting that out there. Um, so you never went to school for that. It's just something you're gifted with. The art, yeah. The art, pretty much, um, came came naturally um like like you're saying i can put like a whole beach scene on your nail um nice. you know the, the sand the ocean the palm tree the little seagull in the sky and you know whatever you want i have clients that bring me pictures and go i want this but i kind of want it in this color <laughs> but then can you add this nail from this to that and you know and we create our own i, I don't like the copy um there are a lot of people out there that do copy um and some of them are a really bad attempt at copying, and then you have some that are, like, amazing. Um, you know, I hear all the time from my clients, like, I had a client the other day, I did her nails, and she actually squealed when she saw them, and I was like, yes. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, um, I can understand that. You are phenomenal. I think I would cry when they start to fade or something would happen. I'd be like, no! <laughs> my work of art's gone. Um, but yeah, I, but you know that. I'm Just for full disclosure, um, I follow Maria on Facebook. And so, and I'm not even quite sure how we started following each other, but I'm always entertained by the nail pictures you post. And I just think, oh my God, these are just so great. Um, so let's... Thank you, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. So let's let's switch the tail here a little bit. Let's talk about being a chef. Um, Like I said, you and I follow each other on Facebook. So I've seen the lunch boxes. Tell me how that started. From what I understand, you're you're producing some lunch boxes for friends. Is that correct? I'm sorry, the what? Your lunch boxes when you create the meals. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so are you doing those for friends? Or you're just, like, you're saying what the order is? and. Um, well, I was doing that last year. Uh-huh. Um, about, about this time last year, I started it. Um, I started kind of doing, like, a Meals on Reels kind of thing. Um, and I would just <clears throat> scour the Internet for ideas, and um, most of the, the people that I cook or were, you know, watching their weight or wanted low, <laughs> wanted low carb foods or some of them really, it didn't matter. Um, so I was doing that. I was, um, my Tuesdays was my specialty. Everybody loved Taco Tuesday. Um, 
I've made everything from enchiladas to tortillas to tacos to micro tacos and everything that goes along with it. Um, I was doing that and then um, my hand started uh, getting really bad with all the chopping and things like that. And plus right. I had had some history of having a little bit of carpal tunnel. So I wound up having surgery in the summertime um, and my hands still are not back to normal. Right. Um, so it's very difficult. So it's like, do I cook or do I do now? You, you know? <laughs> right. Um, so I had to kind of give that up after about seven <clears throat> months. Um, you know, I, I miss, I miss cooking for people. Uh, Tuesdays I would cook for up to anywhere from 30 to 40 people, all from my little kitchen at home. <laughs> Now, see, I think that's incredible. That says a lot about you. I mean, th- your range of creativity is amazing. And people can say, oh, well, you're just talking about lunch. But no, no, you do not understand the image this woman puts on the screen. <laughs> I mean, it looks as if you look like, um, excuse my language, but food porn on Instagram. Have you seen that hashtag for food porn? Those pretty oh, pictures oh, of yeah. food. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I find myself, my God, if licking the screen was sanitary, you know? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just Thank saying. You. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. And And also because... You've learned to cook a lot healthier, even just for yourself and your family. Am I correct? Yes, yes, definitely. Tell us a little bit about that journey for you. Um, well, I've always, since I was about 16, 17 years old, I just started gaining weight. And, you know, I was probably at my, gosh, my lightest when I met my husband. Um, and then I just, you know, you know what happens? You get happy, you get satisfied, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> so, you know, I started, started gaining some weight there, wasn't really taking care of myself. And then, um, I met, um, an author around the same time, I believe you and I met okay. and, um, started following her and following some plans and, you know, started, try, tried this, tried Weight Watchers, tried, um, so many different programs and and fail miserably at them i will lose 50 pounds go off the program gain 100 you know um so i lost um a bunch of weight um i dropped the sugar dropped the carbs um started watching what i was eating um and then covid happened oh yes i know i feel you i feel you and i think yeah, well, I think we all got the COVID, uh, the COVID twenty going on here. <laughs> um, well, not all. I can't say for all of us. You haven't changed a bit, but um, well, but, you know, some, some of us have gained some weight, and well, I, <clears throat> yeah, you know, actually, but, um, so, <laughs> actually, I used to be over two hundred pounds. No. Yes, yes. And when oh COVID, oh my, yes. And when COVID started, I like you, um, I actually was introduced with another Facebook person and she had lost weight. And what she started doing, mm-hmm. similar to what you did, giving up the sugar, um, it's not mm-hmm. keto, it's dirty keto. It's similar to what you're, exactly. yeah, it's yeah. dirty keto. Yeah. You're still yeah. incorporating a vegetables. You're just keeping track of your carbs. I started doing dirty keto and I lost over, oh, what, 
60, 70 pounds. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, thank That's you. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So no, I, I understand, but it was yes. COVID is what, what my tip over was when COVID happened. I was like, Oh, well screw this yeah. because yeah. for yeah. me, it was less eating out less. You know what I mean? It was yeah. more being concentrated at home and like, okay, I need to do something. So yeah, yeah. I can fully relate. Oh, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally understand. You know. Okay, what? I was doing good last summer. I was doing good last summer, like walking every day and um, you know getting out there in the ninety hundred degree weather and just like walking. I got to meet some of my neighbors. Um, who were cheering me on, and they would walk by, and were like, day 70, you know? <laughs> their, their, kids, their kids would walk out the window and go, where's Miss Maria today? You know? Well, here she is, Mom. I think you're still doing fabulous because I've seen your oh, pictures you. and it's not like, I don't think you've went the other way. I still think you're staying on course. You're still doing very healthy things for yeah. yourself. And your attitude is the bomb. I mean, come on, your attitude is the bomb. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't have reached out for you in this kind of scenario if I didn't think it was. So, <laughs> with that in mind, I don't want to make you cry. Oh, <laughs> Um, so with that in mind, so let's tell our listeners, um, for our last question of the interview, um, okay. how they can get your services and what's the best way to go about if they want to true to, if they are artistic in the same way you are and want to actually become nail technicians, what's the best way to go about that? Um, well, best way to go about that to become, um, a nail tech would be, um, you gotta have the... Oh gosh, what's that word? You gotta have the willingness to learn from the beginning. You know, if you already polish your nails and do things at home um, yourself, um, it's more than just you know. When you go to nail school, you you learn more than just all right. Here's a nail tip: glue it on, put your acrylic on, do whatever. You learn more than that. Um, you have to be willing to learn. You have to be willing to keep learning. And you you are going to go through the ups. You're going to go through the downs. Um, you know, my husband lost my job. I can't come get my nails done. You know, uh, my kid got hurt, is in the hospital. I can't come get my nails done. And that comes with the territory because having nails is a luxury. And when something fails in somebody's relationship or, you know, the job, they lost their job or whatever, so the nail stops. So you have to understand that just because you have the clientele for four or five years, you might not keep that person for four or five years. Um, and when COVID struck, I was doing regular nail polish. After COVID, people were more interested in the gel polish. Now, everything I do is with gel polish. Mm -hmm. And it's a very sticky polish. It doesn't, you know, I don't use acrylic paints on the nails. I don't use regular polish. Everything I do right now, um, since COVID, um, the, when COVID started, I had like one or two clients that got gel nails. And I had like a shoebox full of gel polishes. And everybody's like, I really like the gel. I really like the gel. So now I have probably close to 300 gel polishes to wow. choose from. Not counting the 5,000 bottles of regular nail polish I have. Hey, anybody want any nail polish? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, you just, have to, you just have to be willing to learn and learn from the beginning. 
beginning, learn what they teach you. Um, you know, if somebody comes in to you with a, a, a green thing on their side of their nail, like a hangnail that got infected, oh. um, you're you're not going to tell them, oh my God, your finger's going to fall off. We, we learn about that in school. We learn about skin diseases, bone diseases. Wow. Um, you know, hand... All that kind of stuff. So going to nail school is just not painting, you know, as people call it, painting their nails. It's not. It's not just painting your nails. You have so much to learn. There's so many hours of the curriculum that you have to do. Um, find yourself a good school. Do research about the school. Get feedback about the school. Go into the school. Nine times out of ten, the schools that you'll attend, um, a cosmetology school, they have clinics on the weekends. And you can go in, and the students that are learning will um, have a, their mentor there and to watch them, to oversee what they do. Um, I worked in the clinic all the time. I was able to graduate in... 19 weeks rather than 24 or something like that because I always went in and I gained my time by um, working in a clinic. So I gained those hours, those knowledge hours. So you have to be willing to want to do this. Um, you don't really need to have an artistic background, but it definitely helps because if there's somebody in the salon that you work with who's very artistic, you know, they can lend you a hand. Right. And that, that's what we do as women. You know, we're there for one another. We help one another. If I get stuck, unfortunately, it's just me with my in my business. But if I worked in a salon, it would be, um, you know, oh, hey, Steph, you know, can you come over here and, you know, help me draw this heart? I'm a little stuck on it. I can't do it, you know, or what have you. But I'm constantly learning. And with insomnia, I'm always searching. There's a um, a few people, um, nail educators on Instagram that I follow. Um, I don't know their URLs offhand. I'm going to know one's named Hillary, then there's Susie. Um, they're real nail educators, you know, and there's, they're people you definitely want to follow and watch. Um, they offer online courses, but you really do need to have a license and just be willing to keep learning and learning and learning and learning. And I'm rambling because I'm so passionate <laughs> about my job. No, that's fine. I do have to close it, but yes, I want to yes. thank you so much for your time. Do me a favor and you shoot yes. me your links in Messenger for Instagram. And I will okay. add that to the bio when we go to post out, all right? All right, great. Okay, I want to thank you so much for being a part of this. You were actually oh, so in, you were so entertaining. I really enjoy it. Um, oh. You are. You really are. And t I'm telling you guys, when I go to post this, um, when I post off from the live, I'll re do the repost through all the social media. Um, we do go out to iTunes, and we're on um Amazon Music. So I will post out and I will definitely give your page to you tomorrow so that you can post out the links as well for anyone who missed the program today. 
but um, she is. She's great. She's entertaining. I love following her. So once we get that all in, you guys, please check her out because you will. She is. I mean, for you're you're doing art on a little nail. Come on, that's awesome. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for coming on tonight. Uh, stay tuned to this Thursday when we will have our next podcast. Have a great evening, everyone. Bye bye for now.